Hi, this is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. In the wake of an announcement-filled D23 weekend, we have much to share with you from across the globe. We take you to Paris and Asia, and then to Disneyland and Walt Disney World, where we bring a large number of announcements and updates. We also bring you news of what's happening with the Disney Cruise Line and with the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company in 2023. Our update covers not just what was announced, but what wasn't announced, which brings us to new news that almost all Walt Disney World annual passes have been suspended. There is so much to cover, so please join us for this Disney at Play podcast. Let's begin, if we can, uh, with some of the uh, ongoing updates of what's going on at D23 um, with the international parks. First off was uh, a lot of talk about the Avengers Campus at the Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris. That campus is set now to open next summer as part of the 30th anniversary celebration. So Earth's Mightiest Heroes are going to assemble for the next chapter of the Global Avengers Initiative, and they're going to offer incredible new experiences for superhero fans. This comes, by the way, right at the heels of redoing Disney's Hotel New York, a place I've stayed many times. Um, They have completely remodeled it with a Marvel infusion to it. The art of Marvel is what they call it. And I think that is just perfectly in tandem with this new uh, Avengers campus coming in. What the campus will largely do is uh, they've got the Spider-Man attraction coming in, Web Slingers, but they also have uh, redone Rock and Roller Coaster to a um, Iron Man theme. So I think that's going to be pretty interesting. And they've got, uh, by the way, part of what was also announced was a new character initiative. They showed some very large scale animatronic kind of puppets going on and being developed. And you could pretty well guess that this looks like the Incredible Hulk when you see it. Um, And it was kind of cool. Part of that announcement, we show uh, some construction photos of what's going on as as part of the remodeling. Um, so that seems to be going really well. Also, it's their 30th anniversary celebration, so big stuff going there. Then they went to Hong Kong, um, where they are. Uh, they announced that Follow Your Dreams, their big castle stage show that that is occurring in front of their new newly remodeled castle, which was an extended version of the original Sleeping Beauty castle. That has returned to the parks. But the big activity is construction on a new Frozen-themed addition just beyond Fantasyland. In fact, I have to say, if you didn't include the small world portion of Fantasyland, which is also on the other side of the train tracks, you would say that this addition almost seems bigger than the original Fantasyland they created for Hong Kong. It's it's very sizable, it's very impressive, uh, partly because not only do you have the town of Arendelle, but you have this snow-capped mountain, which will become part of one of two um, thrill rides. One is going to be, um, I think, something similar to Frozen Ever After. The other is going to be 
something of a um, coaster ride. I think Bob Sleds meets Seven Dwarfs Magic, um, Seven Dwarfs uh, Mine Train Ride, something along that level. So going to be interesting to see see what comes of that. But that's a very exciting addition that's coming to Hong Kong Disneyland. They shared construction photos of Zootopia. Zootopia is, um, there. by the way, the park is in its fifth anniversary. Um, Zootopia is a themed land just beyond its Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, it's kind of a part of Fantasyland, but it is definitely its own zone uh, when it's going to be completed uh, because it's just not part of the fantasy medieval kind of look of Fantasyland. But you kind of enter into it through Fantasyland between uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Raid and uh, the Winnie the Pooh area of the park. And um, they show a construction photo, but I got to tell you, it looked like older photo that I had seen on themeparks.com. They did share footage of an audio animatronic figure, uh, which is Yaks the Yak, kind of a hippie yak. And that was kind of cool. Although I could have sworn I'd seen that too in maybe a D23 show or something. So at any rate, um, by the way, while we're here on just for a moment for D23, if you haven't seen the Walt Disney Studios Archives uh, edition, I it's a 60-minute long show. I wish it had become like 20 shows uh, because there's so much to see. It is impressive to see. Uh, the investment the company makes on preserving its heritage and history. And it was it was a very impressive show. If you haven't had a chance to see see that, check that out. From the International, they also shared some updates on, on construction at Tokyo Disneyland. But honestly, again, that seemed like older construction footage. But of course, their Fantasy Springs, which is going to include Peter Pan, and Frozen and Tangled are all going to be part of Tokyo Disney Sea, which is going to make that park uh, more over the top than it has ever possibly been, and it's already over the top compared to every other theme park in the world. So, but it's very exciting. There's a hotel attached on the back end of that, so it's a very exciting project that's going on over at Tokyo Disney Sea. Let's move to the Disneyland Resort. There's many things happening there, some of which may g give insight to what's going on at Walt Disney World. First is um, they announced uh, at D23 formally the return of World of Color at Disney California Adventure and Fantasmic, both to come back in 2020. They did not announce changes to those shows, only that they would be coming back. So that's good news. Everybody loves those shows. Good to see it coming back. More curious is that Disney Park social media during the week kind of threw out some, some hints. Well, let's just say there was a certain a snail from Alice in Wonderland running loose around the warehouse. With, that kind of gave hints of things to come. And so people are believing that perhaps the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back to Disneyland, maybe even Disneyland Park. And the reason I say the Disneyland Park is opposed to Disney California Adventure because it has ran in both parks. 
The parade initially premiered in 1972, and yes, I was there. Phenomenal. I remember the earlier version of the dragon before you had um, Elliot, which came in 1977-78 when the film came out. And its return would be perfect because it's the 50th anniversary of the Main Street Electrical Parade. So you kind of think, well, if it's the 50th anniversary, surely you'd want to put the Main Street Electrical Parade on Main Street. Um, it is, that would be a very exciting thing to come to Disneyland. What isn't announced in any of this or hinted at in any way is Paint the Night, which has been kind of left out in the cold. Or perhaps it's going someplace warm. I'd like to think, now mind you, there's there you got Fantasmic, you got a daytime parade, new daytime parade, and you got the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland. You only have World of Color per se, although you have night, uh, you have a Halloween and Christmas um, type parades. At any rate, I, I'm there isn't a lot going on in that regard at World of Color. Or, or in Disney California Adventure, other than World of Color. Mind you, they have the same problem that Epcot does. They like to put kiosks along the promenade in Paradise, in the Paradise Bay area, um, which, and in the wharf area, and those kind of cloud the streets from being able to do parades. So I don't know that that's going to return, but wouldn't it be great if they brought Paint the Night to Walt Disney World. That would be phenomenal. That coupled with eventually Tron, which wasn't uh, talked a lot about. Um, well, it was mentioned that it's in progress, but no date or anything like that was given. But anyway, I would love to see Paint the Night make some kind of appearance. What was announced and probably one of the few things really uniquely announced, um, I mean, not just a new version of a show or parade and not just um, an update to an already previously announced thing, was, um, although, again, this has been an ongoing thing for some time, is that they're going to begin, well, Disneyland announced a major renovation of a western portion of downtown Disney, which was slated for reconstruction earlier when a different hotel was planned for the resort. The facilities um, for that area, which included the AMC movie theater and the um, uh, sandwich shop, Earl of Sandwich Shop, all the ESPN zone, all of that was emptied out. But then the hotel project got scrapped and then the pandemic set in. Now the resort is moving forward with a new area that will start construction in 2022. And it's a head scratcher to me. Now this is the area that's on the other side of the monorail. So it's kind of, it was originally part of the Disneyland hotel area. It became part of downtown Disney. Um, when, when the old swimming, the original swimming pool at Disneyland hotel was taken out and some other things, they really, this is a multi-year project to reimagine downtown Disney. And they say it's going to conclude a, a collection of shopping, dining, and entertainment experiences. Largely what they're showing in the illustration is kind of a park-like meadow type section 
uh, where people could just kind of sit around and watch the bands play, which is a nice thing at Downtown Disney. My feeling is is that what they're kind of doing is a temporary fix and a placeholder for things to come. Because you'll recall earlier in the year, they made an announcement to the city of Anaheim, hey, we want to do some big things, but we need to rezone. Well, this would be the entrance to those big things to come. This is where that entrance would be to, um, to in other words, even though in that planned view, and again, anything could change, but in that planned view, they were going to do large-scale additions to Disneyland and, and Cal Disney California Adventure on the other side of the road, but then this area would be a kind of second gate into those um into those parks. So I think they're kind of putting a nice placeholder for the next few years is what I'm sensing. Because right now the area looks sad. It looks pathetic. It does not look happening. Uh, you're coming from the hotels and you've kind of like the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Pier Hotel and you feel like this is kind of, is just kind of lame. So I'm glad they're doing something. That was announced. The Disneyland, uh, DVC edition um, was announced previously, but Josh Dumail shared images from the tower under construction and noted that the hotel's rooms were going to be themed with Sleeping Beauty to Sleeping Beauty with color and design elements taken from the animated classic. It's also going to have a themed pool area. Not a whole lot of other details about the expansion or what shops or dining might be added to support. Remember that their Steakhouse 55 had been removed. Um, so there's a window of something to go there. And no news was offered as to when these Disney un DVC units would be going on sale. So that's still left to come. Um, the biggest announcement that came last week for Disneyland wasn't so much a D23. It actually came um, on Mickey's birthday, November 18th, when it was shared that Mickey's Toontown was going to be closed through much of 2022. Sorry, David Zanola, going on to Disneyland next summer. Um, it's going to be closed through much of 2022 in an effort to give the entire land a facelift. This is not only in uh, this not only includes completing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway with its hill and mountain facade covering the show building, but it's more than that. Um, Disney says Mickey's Toontown will transform into a vibrant symphony of sights, sounds, and sensations and promises a, new, a number of new interactive features throughout the land. At the entrance is a new Centennial Park, which Disney says will contain two interactive play experiences, including a fountain with water tables for tactile play. A dreaming tree with sculpted roots is one of the new open grassy play spaces designed for both spontaneous family play and parental relaxation. It's funny because they do show some open grassy areas, a couple of them in, in their images, and it's so funny because that's what you get out of the downtown Disney is some open grassy area. Um, by the way, I, I don't see that happen anywhere else except Shanghai Disney. They put in kind of these placeholders with open grass areas. And uh, 
a lot of people bring their own meals and just kind of picnic in those spaces. It's kind of an interesting notion here. Um, but there are a number of details which haven't been specifically outlined. If you look, by the way, of course, Disney at play.com, we have images and videos and everything from all of these announcements. So definitely go over there and check that out. We have an aerial view of what this is to look like. And there's a couple of things we note when you take a look at the aerial view. First, the fountains in front of Mickey's home seems to have been removed. And in fact, fountains in front of Roger Rabbit's Toontown Spin seems to have been removed as well. So now we've got this new Centennial Park and it's got a fountain, but these other fountains have been taken out. In place has been grassy areas. So it's a little, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Why put your focus and your money on those? Unless they were like plumbing nightmares, I don't understand why that changed. It does make a nice focal point. It also does remind us that the focal point of this uh, these new fountains is where the old um, um, Toontown streetcar had a station and where people boarded to go on this very, 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 very short um, ride on the trolley. Um, that The trolley has long since has not been operating as attraction. It's been more of a place to take a photo. All of that is going away. And that is part of what we're getting in terms of the Centennial um, uh, Park area in the center. Um, also not really mentioned is what's happening with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We already know that a particular uh, part of the attraction where Jessica was tied up and being put into the trunk of the car, really a, a, an inappropriate image has been removed and other stuff is now being put into the trunk. So we know that has occurred, but Jessica has been problematic since the beginning of all of this. She is, I love her voice, Kathleen Turner. I love her personality in the sense of her relationship with Roger, her loyalty to Roger, but she is drawn um, in a way that really has never been family friendly and has been over accentuated in, in the films and in other properties. Um, what in an era where we're trying to be more um, culturally appropriate, more inclusive, more of these kinds of things. And yes, you can put in the words politically correct, but honestly, it's Disneyland. It needed that change. But that said and done, it looks like they may be recasting her as kind of the, a new detective or someone who has taken on the detective role in place of Eddie Valiant so as to resolve a particular thing going on. I had mentioned when I had done the Snow White Enchanted, um, uh, Enchanted uh, Wish review and definitely check that out and check out the video that goes with that. I mentioned in that that it would be really great if they took some of the projection technology and other new tools that they've had that they've used for Alice and Peter Pan and Snow White and use them in Roger Rabbit. This is a show that needs a fresh um, approach to it. And uh, it's nearly, well, it's 
coming on to being a 30-year uh, dark ride with very little um, very little remodeling or renovation to it over the years. So I think there's a big opportunity to do something much better with, with uh, the cartoon spin. Also, I wouldn't mind, and uh, you're all going to hate me for this, I don't like the ride vehicles. I like the concept of your ride vehicle spinning. But the turning of those ride vehicles, I'm telling you, you had to have pretty good muscle strength to turn it and turn it at the right time. And turn and, and oftentimes it turned on itself at the wrong time and you couldn't see the thing you really wanted to see. I think they need to rethink that. I think you could have a great Roger Rabbit uh, attraction without the spin. Or if you're gonna keep the spin, spin it but easier because it's too hard to spin uh, given the attraction. I love the Benny the Cab, but I, I just think there could be some real TLC given. And I think 2022 is the year for them to really remodel and refresh in this. I'll mention one other thing that could be coming to this, and it's a little hard to see, but there was a, an attraction called Chip and Dale's Acorn Ball Crawl. Um, it was there for a number of years and taken out when you know, those McDonald's ball crawls were all taken out uh, because they were unsanitary and so forth. And it's an area that situa is situated between Mickey's house and uh, and the coaster, Gadget's Go-Go coaster. I would love to see that area um, perhaps be become a path towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right now, Toontown is a dead end and it needs a place to go. And I could see this uh, having that kind of vehicle. And now the downside of that is probably where it would enter. I don't know. I don't know exactly where it would enter. It might enter more toward um, where the Millennium Falcon is. And you'd want to do that so that there's a sense of surprise. And, you know, one of the great things about the Millennium Falcon where it's parked at Galaxy's Edge is you have to go through a lot of the land before you kind of it's uncovered for you. And that makes that really special. So more to come on that, but boy, and I wouldn't be surprised by the way, if November 18th of next year is the projected date for for much of this reopening, it's at least the land portion. Uh, it's a great opportunity to do that at that time. Uh, let's go to the Walt Disney World Resort it was the 23 there. It was 50th anniversary. There are many announcements. So let's talk about those. Um, the first are some updates. We'd heard rumor, well, they had announced that Finding Nemo was going to be changed. People quickly got into a bandwagon of saying, well, that change is the result of uh, cutting back the number of performers and so forth. All I could say is if you want to cut costs, don't redo the show. Um, I don't think that's at the heart of this. I Because what they have announced is that the new show is set in the timeline of the movie Finding Dory. When you take a seat in the theater, you're going to find yourself as if you were at the Marine Life Institute. And as the show begins, we're going to catch up with the fish from Dr. You know, the fish that were in the tank at Dr. P. Sherman's office in Finding Nemo. Who have made their way across the ocean to California. They're going to tell the story of Nemo and how they all got there, incorporating many of the songs and production numbers from the original show, 
then it's going to take on its own life with its own plot line. It's called Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. And it's opening in 2022, somewhere in 2022. This is the theme of D23. It's an announcement of all things happening somewhere in 2022. There are a couple of places where we get a little closer than somewhere in 2022, but by large, it's somewhere in 2022. Drives crazy. Also reopening in 2022 somewhere is Fantasmic. Now, there have all by uh, aerial photos by bioreconstruct could easily show that massive uh, construction or, or remodeling or reconstruction or whatever you want to call it had been going on on the property from his fantastic aerial photos. Um, there, they have announced. Um, they have announced that there is going to be an entire. Uh, segment of the show that's going to be replaced with all new characters. Now, um, and that there are going to be stunt performers, new animation, water effects, and more. So what is that change? Well, it's a little interesting because if you look at the color poster for it, you see some images that suggest a couple of things. You see the ore uh, from Moana, which is in a pivotal location, but you also see the genie's lamp. You also see crystals from Frozen 2. And you also see billowing clouds rather akin to the Mulan design. I would not be surprised if Moana might be replacing Pocahontas or perhaps even, and this, this is kind of different, but could it replace the dragon segment? Now, I think the head of the dragon is amazing. I think everything else about the dragon is disappointing. And if I were to do anything, I'd keep the dragon head and fix the segment. But I don't like the whole, or fix the rest of the body. I don't care for much of the villain segment. It's just it's this noise from um, um, Night on Bald Mountain with all these villains showing up. And it's just, it's overdone. And it's overdone because they need all this time to bring out the dragon, get it set up. And then afterwards, while all the villains die, they need all this time as they haul the dragon back behind behind the gate. I just think they this is problematic. I think with that mountain, and work with me here, with the projection technology, what would it be like if that mountain became the mountain out of Moana? that is on fire and is fiery and comes alive and then becomes this beautiful green goddess. Um, I just think that would be interesting, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just simply changed out the Pocahontas segment. I think we've got some good new surprises. I think we've got, um, I think we've got a lot of familiar aspects that are going to stick around in the show, but I think we've got at least one new thing that's going to be a whole lot better. And I'm excited to see Fantasmic return as it is um, 
at Disneyland. They mentioned that the Disney on Broadway concert series is coming back um, along with the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts taking place January 14th through February 21st. They revealed a lineup of talent of artists coming. Uh, it looked pretty much like the same kind of artists that come every year, but they're great artists and great performers. And the fact is that it suggests that this um, this is uh, the first full concert series coming back since the pandemic. So I think this is really actually good news. Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, uh, which was Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, will now be changed with the 50th anniversary overlay. It's called Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair. There's a new opening and closing number. The new song, uh, the new version has a new song where the magic feels like home. Um, new costumes are also part of the opening and closing. This is... Uh, this is a favorite of my son. It still clearly indicates that they're going to have characters and appearances from Princess and the Frog, from Frozen, and from Tangled. Those are still coming. What's interesting and new is that the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade, and this was actually given a date. It says later this winter, so <laughs> we're, we're getting this sooner than later. Disney will introduce a new cavalcade, the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade, with a lineup of characters all embarking on a great journey through the park. The Disney Adventures Friends Cavalcade will feature the most characters of any cavalcade to date, including Nick and Judy from Zootopia, Baloo and King Louie from The Jungle Book, Jose and Carioca, and Panchito from Three Caballeros, Miguel from Coco, plus Merida, Moana, The Incredibles, and many more. I think that this cavalcade is the replacement of the what has long been the move it shake it bake it um kind of show that came along i'm not saying this is going to stop anywhere and they're going to all do a dance i'm just saying when you look at the characters lined up these were many of the characters that originally were from that um this has been thought through enough that they've even created their own logo for the thing so as part of the 50th in fact all these things have a 50th logo attached to it, which is what I kind of predicted would happen. Is as things came back, they might be plussed up, but they would be part of the 50th, right? Now, I would be disappointed with that Calvacade news if it meant that it was going to be longer before the Festival Fantasy Parade returned. But great news. In early, and they said this, early 2022 these cavalcades will be joined by the return of the disney festival of fantasy parade this vibrant and joyous celebration of fantasy land brings to the streets of the magic kingdom dozens of beloved disney characters and stories from the princess disney princess garden to a carnival of color presided over by none other than mickey and minnie mouse so this is news i was looking for i was really ready for uh, the Festival Fantasy Parade to uh, to come back. Now, a lot of stuff happening also at Epcot. They came back to a discussion of what's happening in this big construction zone on the other side of Spaceship Earth between what was Future World West and Future World East, which was uh, the Inventions area. 
uh, they have shown a statue of Walt Disney. Now, that's only a maquette-sized statue, um, but they have said that there will be a new location near Spaceship Earth at Epcot called Dreamers Point with a spectacular view of the park and a new statue of Walt Disney. Disney Imagineers are working to bring this new statue to life. So what does this mean? Well, first of all, the statue looks like the drawings that were released earlier in back in D23, the, the way before the pandemic. That's good news. It looks very cool, the statue. Um, what's interesting, I think, is that Dreamer's Point is the title of this, and it includes a spectacular view of the park. That suggests to me that in some way they are returning to this concept of having an event uh, uh, building pavilion, which was which would be which was multi-story. It may be that that very thing is returning. It may be something similar, but something with some height in it, so you can get um, grab pictures and have a view of the park. Any rate, something is coming there, and it's on its way. In the meantime, the old electric umbrella. Um, Josh shared the name of a new quick service restaurant, Connections Cafe and Eatery. It's debuting in the World Celebration neighborhood of Epcot as part of the park's transformation. This um, is well underway on construction and looks the image looks different than well it even says um artist concept only 2021 disney there were earlier concepts drawn out that didn't quite look like this this is um this is a newer looking concept um makes yeah so there's a lot to ponder in this and um there's a mural that shows people kind of connecting or gathering um, together to connect, something like that. You have to take a look at the image yourself. Um, but any rate, it's acknowledging that it's indeed coming. Bigger news in the D23 and probably their most pivotal news was that guess um, that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is now slated for summer 2022. Um, guests will see, and they've talked more details about what guests will see. They will see Nova Prime in the new Wonders of Xandar, quote, unquote, Otherworld Pavilion at Epcot, where the Xandarians are currently constructing in the park's newly renamed World Discovery neighborhood. It's here where you'll learn more about the Xandarians and their advanced technologies, which they bring to us here on Earth, or Terra, as they like to call our planet. Guests will queue through the Xandar gallery. We'll have, we have photos of this, or images of this, um, which is where you'll discover more about the Xandarian people, culture, and history, including heroes like the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all well and good until, of course, the Guardians show up and adventure ensues in intergalactic space through time, and chase through time and space. Uh, what's wonderful, and I have a video of this, is that uh, Academy Award nominee Glenn Close uh, will reprieve her role from Guardians of the Galaxy as Nova Prime, the leader of Xandar and commander of the Nova Corps. Uh, and so she does this little welcome 
and kind of conveys her excitement. Um, Glenn Close is just so terrific. They also have an attraction poster that they've illustrated here. So good stuff coming out. We know that it's summer. So what that tells me is they're getting into the six-month kind of slate. And it would seem to me that um, uh, attractions like Tron and others are now being paced at about six months apart. So I, could Tron still come at the end of next year? Yes. Could Tron come summer of 23? Not later than that, in my opinion. My guess is Tron is coming somewhere between winter of 22 and summer of 23. And that seems to correspond with where they're at in construction. Now, mind you, at Epcot, there's still Moana being constructed. That needs to fall into play. I think that will probably be closer to summer of 23, which might move Tron up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be done by, by this time next year. That's a possibility because it's not a facility as much as a garden and fountain kind of experience. Um, but we also haven't heard other things like the China film, the play pavilion. I think I want to talk about the play pavilion in a future, uh, uh, podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if they're making some changes to that based on some technology they're trying to develop and use, which we're going to talk about a little bit about that in a few minutes. Well, actually we're going to talk about it right now. Hey, Disney will begin rolling out at the Disney Resort Hotel guest rooms across Disney World in 22, somewhere in 22, as part of the Vacation Destination's 18-month 50th anniversary. Access will be offered as an optional complimentary feature during guest days. Hey Disney will make the services Alexa users know and love, weather forecast, timers, alarms, etc., magical with the help of popular characters such as Mickey, Olaf, C-3PO, and many more. So... Hey Disney also features um, an all-new Disney character, the Disney Magical Companion, who will help guests discover more than a thousand magical interactions, such as hearing special greetings and jokes from authentic Disney character voices, asking Disney trivia uh, question, uh, questions, and exploring audio environments inspired by Disney films and destinations. Disney Resort guests will be able to learn helpful information about their vacation so they can turn and say, Hey, Disney, when does the next bus to Epcot leave? Or order room amenities. Hey, Disney, can we have some extra towels? So, um, and so there's more to come on that. What it looks like, um, I, to me, um, you have this Mickey... Um, it looks like a little place to set your, your iPhone or your mobile device on. I can't imagine that it's an all-new device, but I wouldn't put it past Disney. It looks more like a tray you sit your mobile device in. And why don't it have a... And then it it interacts with it. I, I'm guessing that's what... They handed it out, apparently, to everyone who attended D23. Uh, I don't know. At any rate... Also, they talked about Magic Band Plus, which um, is also being introduced to Disneyland for the first time. They've never had Magic Band. That's coming to Disneyland as well. But the Magic Band Plus will come alive with color-changing lights, haptic vibrations, gesture recognition. Um, it's 
for instance, you can play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far, far away and find virtual bounties through Black Spire Outposts in Star Wars Galactic's Galaxy's Edge. Um, you can interact with the Disney Fab 50 character collection. You can see it light up during Harmonious or Disney Enchantment. Kind of reminds me a little of the Mickey ears that lit up. Only your band is lighting up. Um, I don't know why they don't do more with an Apple Watch. Other than they're really selling these puppies. So I guess that's what's going on. Um, more to come, I guess, as we see what those really end up being like. The Disney Wish progress was shown. Great footage on the ship and its progress in being built. Very cool footage um, that was being shown. They also talked about two new shows that have been introduced for the Disney Wish. Disney The Little Mermaid, which is going to be a somewhat reimagined version of Disney of, of the original film. Um, it's going to have kind of a modern and innovative take, I guess, on it. Um, it's going to have uh, some great special effects, artist choreography and so forth. It may come from a more contemporary to, I think what it is, it's a contemporary version of someone being brought into the, to that experience. I don't know. I don't know. But at any rate, um, that is coming. Also coming is Disney Seize the Adventure. This show will follow Goofy discovering his own inner captain with the help of Captain Minnie and several Disney and Pixar friends. Um, I, I think this is going to be cute. These two shows are going to be accompanied by Aladdin a musical adventure, which had already been announced for the ship. So we did get the announcement of two new shows that will be part of the Disney Wish. And then the final announcement made that I wanted to save to the end of this was the Walt Disney Company under D23 leadership has announced Disney 100 Years of Wonder aligned with the centennial anniversary of the Walt Disney Company on October 16th of 2023. They will kick off this new uh, anniversary celebration at the next D23 in September. I am excited about this. I love this. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, October 16th is my birthday. So it uh, I have the same birthday as the company. And so anything tied to the anniversary of the company, there was something little done, very little done. Although I have pieces from the 75th anniversary. So I'm thrilled to see attention being given to the 100th anniversary. For those of you saying, wait a minute, I thought we had a 100th anniversary uh, some years back. That was the 100th anniversary of Walt Disney's birthday. And that's how we got one man's dream over at the studios. This is, you know, 20 years later, and now the man, 23 years later, and now the man has um, created a company. And, uh, and so it's a very exciting thing. And if you go back again to the archives a D Disney Plus show, they will show you the original documentation that was signed on October 16th that made the company official. Um, it's very, very cool. Now, ah, I've gone on for 45 minutes or so about all that has happened at D23 and beyond that. And now we come to new news. 
it appears, though not formally announced, that Disney has stopped selling new passes for its top three levels. The Disney Incredit Pass, the Disney Sorcerer Pass, and the Disney Pirate Pass. The Disney Pixie Dust Pass still remains, and all of those passes are still available for renewals. Um, so what's happening here? I noticed over the over these the uh, I noticed over the weekend as I was trying to make reservations to come to the park that some reservations were getting a a scad bit um, less available. Now, part of me wonders, we'll just open up more reservations. But so I don't know why they haven't done that. But I do know that Disneyland had suspended their sales a few weeks back um, for most of its annual passes. And I really think the reason they're doing that is because they are now getting complaints from people who bought those passes saying they can't get in in the month of December because there's no availability. With When you take out two weeks of Christmas to most all of the annual pass holders, when you take those two weeks out, that means people then end up booking more reservations within that time frame and those reservations get toppled out. Disneyland pass holders are very frustrated. I think this was an effort to get it on top of that and not create so much of that with Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Do I think sales will resume after the holidays? Absolutely. I have no reason to believe otherwise. But I do think that's what's going on there. It's just, it's with all their investment and time to say, here's all the wonderful things going on, to then stop sales on your annual passes is not the message you want to lead out on Monday with. And that's the message that seems to be happening this morning. So, wow. And probably more news to come. More things happening. It's just, uh, we have got, we are in exciting times and exciting more times to come. And so stay tuned to DisneyAtPlay.com. Please subscribe so you are notified of posts and podcasts as they come out. And check us out. Make sure you take a look at the Wayfinder Society, which is our opportunity to connect with you with new interactive tools for enjoying the park for learning best in business practice the secrets of disney are in these tools stuff disney is not telling you are in these tools and they're available to you as you join the wayfinder society which helps to support this podcast we thank you for being part we invite you to continue to subscribe with this podcast and share with others go to itunes if you can share a a positive rating if possible know that you'll get news oftentimes sooner here through this podcast than any other podcast so make sure you are subscribed to join us so you get that news have a great day in the words of sinbad storybook voyage always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon